Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we're discussing number one for you of the Taiwanese BL drama series, episode three. This episode really kind of brings everything together. The first two are a little bumpy because you don't have the backstory. Zhao Shui ends up in the infirmary in the last episode because he ate too much fried shrimp that Gao Shidi had cooked for him. So he's resting in the infirmary sleeping. As he's sleeping, the infirmary doctor who's on staff, who's I believe also a student, though I'm really not certain, takes Gao Shidi outside. You find out that they are cousins. And he looks at Gao Shidi and says, so is that going to be my new cousin-in-law? Because Gao Shidi has never ever brought anyone to the infirmary or really brought anyone that way at all. And the doctor's looking at who's his cousin and going, this is the guy that Gao Shidi likes. Okay. And he's like, you know, I like Zhao Shui, but that doesn't mean we're getting together. In fact, we're probably not getting together. And the doctor's looking and going, well, then what's going on? He said, Zhao Shui made me who I am today. He's the one who helped me get through my terrible issues that I had as a kid. And then you have a flashback. And I think the flashback is one of the best I have ever seen for looking back at one's past. And what happens is Gao Shidi, as a young adult, I'm guessing he's about 22, 24 years old in this episode, is walking back in time to see himself in fifth grade hunched over weeping because his dad abandoned him and his mother when he was a very young child. And he couldn't ever show that part of himself, that part of that loss to his mom. He always had to put up a strong front because she was hurting as much as he was. But when he was at school, if no one was around, he would be hunched over weeping sometimes. During one of those times, Zhao Shui came over and put his arm around him and said, don't cry. Do not cry. Here's a handkerchief. It's going to be okay. And he goes, it's not going to be okay. My dad abandoned me and my mom. And Zhao Shui looks at him and goes, well, at least you have a mom. He said, my mom's in heaven and dads can be troublesome. I would be happy to trade you my dad because he is, he causes quite a bit of trouble in my family. And Gao Shidi looks at him and he goes, you know what? I don't want to take your dad as a little kid. He's talking to him and he goes, okay, well then I will be the person for you. If you need someone in your life who, who takes care of you, like your dad does, that's what I'm going to do for you. And the little kid puts his armor on him and just kind of holds him as he's sitting there trying to recover from weeping over his loss. He then, Zhao Shui is called by his family and he leaves. But as he leaves, he turns and he says, my name is Zhao Shui and I'm in fifth grade at such and such school. And that's how they ended up meeting at the first time. And that made a very big impression on Gao Shidi. I think it's the pivotal moment. You know, I think we all have moments in our lives where we have these crystallizing, catalyzing moments where we sit there and go, oh, and not necessarily with people. Sometimes, sometimes it's just with situations where it's like, this is a defining moment. This is going to really determine a lot of how I live my life from here on out. And we really don't have that many of them, I don't think, in our lives. At least most of us don't. But anyway, this was one of those moments for Gashi. He's like, 
this is the person who's going to be taking care of me and I'm going to be taking care of. Now, as their lives progressed through school, that didn't work out that way. It's like Gashidi said, he said, you know, I transferred to his school and he never remembered seeing me ever. He just thought of me basically as the one who always came in first because, you know, I wanted to be close to him. And so I would do really well in school so that I could be close to him. And again, he doesn't say it like that, but you're guessing from filling in the blanks. That's what happened. So anyway, the doctor's kind of looking and going, boy, you know, you're willing to love somebody who you never expect to be loved back from. And you do realize that this is going to probably hurt when it's all said and done. He's like, yeah, but he's hurting right now. And I can be a friend. I can be close to him. And I've never had that opportunity before. So I'm going to take that opportunity while I can. They then go back inside the infirmary and Zhao Shui is still sleeping. And Gao Shidi says, you know, just watch over Gao Shui for me here. I'm going to go to class. And there's this little bit of a flashback with the doctor who also has experienced basically something happened in a relationship. You're not sure what he was in an infirmary in the high school. Um, he would be a little, he would be, I would think quite a bit older than a high schooler. But again, I'm not sure on age and it's really hard to tell an Asian drama sometimes. I mean, you can have a 24 year old playing a 15 year old and it, doesn't look like a 24 year old, but he's got a broken coffee cup on his table that he's constantly drinking out of. And you see these flashbacks to this kid who was using it for his toothbrush holder. And for some reason, that relationship didn't work out. You don't know why, you just know there was a problem. I'm guessing, no offense, the doctors and got some relationship issues. He's kind of one of those multi-layered people who I think has been kind of beat up by life and he doesn't react well to triggers. So I'm guessing something happened with the person that he was with and they busted up for that reason. Or you know what? It's even possible they weren't even really in a relationship. He just happened to like this person and that was it. But you don't really know what's going on, but the um, Gao Shidi says, you know, you're trying to give me relationship advice for how I should relate to Zhao Shui. And look at you. You've got a broken coffee cup that you're drinking out of. Does that tell you anything about your life? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. He's like, okay, fine. Zhao Shui then goes, wakes up, goes to class and meets up with his one childhood friend who's dating his old crush. And they have a moment where they kind of talk and chat about things because the one guy feels kind of bad that Zhao Shui hasn't been a part of their lives for a while. He says, you know, can we go get something to eat together? He says, I don't know what's going on. He said, did you like so-and-so? And he says, well, if I did, would you give her up for me? And he's like, no, I wouldn't, but I would feel bad that that's, you know, what's going on with our relationship. And he says, I don't want you to give her up. I'm simply saying, I like you both. And that's what you need to know. And Zhao Shui then goes and meets up with Gao Shidi and says, you know, I talked to my friend and he's always been such a laid back person, but he's really kind of backbone since he started dating our best friend who was my old crush because he won't give her up for nothing. And, and Gao Shidi says, yep, okay. And they kind of have that little conversation where they're chatting about things, figuring out their lives. I really like this episode because you got to get what really happened to make Gao Shidi like um, Zhao Shi, Zhao Shi. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have a terrible time pronouncing names. I apologize. 
I would give this episode a 10. It's one of, I think, three and four and five are my favorite of the series so far. Um, simply because you do get the backstory, you know kind of why Zhao Shui was liked by Gai Shidi. And also at the end of this episode, there's like this weird haunted house thing, which kind of detracts from the whole episode for on it. It's, it's rather B-rated. They like do a haunted college thing. And Zhao Shui and Gao Shidi go to the haunted college thing. Zhao Shui is very freaked out by the whole situation. It's kind of funny. He is very much like a child in many, many ways. And he's kind of terrified of the dark and he does not have his flashlight work. He meets up with Gao Shidi and um, he's very freaked out, but he does not want to admit it. So Gao Shidi says, I I'm scared of ghosts. And Zhao Shui says, you know what? We're not going to compete on who can go through the haunted campus the quickest. Instead, we'll go together because I don't want you being scared. And if I won, I wouldn't feel good about it. Really, it's so that Gao Zhao Shui can save face on the fact that he's terrified. And Gao Shidi knows that. So he's trying to make it easier for him. They end up in the infirmary again. The electricity goes off and Zhao Shui ends up pulling the handle too hard on the door to escape and breaks the handle and locks them both in. They do not have their cell phones because they left those at the entrance of the haunted campus thing. And so they end up, um, Gao Shidi ends up cooking noodles for Zhao Shui because he's hungry and giving them to him. There are no noodles left. So Zhao Shui says, well, aren't you hungry? He says, no, I'm just going to have some water. I'll be fine. But in the end, they end up sharing the bowl of noodles. And it's absolutely hilarious because they're playing rock, paper, scissors, and neither one of them will let the other win. And that give and take is absolutely hilarious to win. The fact that, you know, neither one of them went to let the other win. And so they're basically passing the bowl of noodles between themselves. And it's, it's just bloody hilarious. And this is kind of where that episode ends. Um, I really liked how they got to be more friends than rivals. And Gao Shidi never was a rival to Zhao Shui, but in Zhao Shui's mind, he was because he was always taking first place. And that's terrible. And it really does remind me kind of a, a BL version of Emma in many, many ways of Emma by Jane Austen. If you've seen the um, film productions or series productions of that, they have great similarities. And I really like how they kind of made a BL version of Emma in many, many ways. I mean, from the fact that both of them knew each other as children to the fact that in the end, it's the Emma character who's trying to win over the Mr. Knightley, who's basically given up on the whole thing because they're like, you know, they're going to want someone else who's, you know, um, much more different than I am. And I think that's one of the reasons I really, really like this film because, again, I'm a huge Austin fan. I mean, it's like one of my favorite things of all time. And so seeing a film production, I'm going, you know, there's many common themes between this number one with you series and Emma by Jane Austen. Again, I don't know if the writers ever watched Emma or if they just, you know, used universal themes that every culture has. So anyway, but that is my review of number one for you, episode three. Bye.